30 for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. And last night I saw a really fantastic report on truckies and the, the kind of pressures that they're facing at the moment. There was a bit of a protest that was held across Oz just yesterday. Everyone is doing 60, 70, 80 hours plus just to earn a living. I've heard of guys doing 90, 100 hours every week. They're in danger to themselves and to the community. I mean, uh, we only see sort of a, a tip of the iceberg in t- terms of the kind of pressure that our truckies do face and I know that possibly we might have some listening on here and now seeing as the Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley does happen to have the big Great Eastern Highway going on through and the Australian Trucking Association's Chief Executive Ben Maguire has come out and provided some insights on the trucking industry to the masses. This week is the Trucking Australia 2018 conference which is being held over in Canberra and there's a hackathon that's going to be happening and he has said that the bottom line is that trucking generates 8.6% per of Australian GDP and most people in the community don't know that and our perception of trucking is a bit outdated, he said. So the ATA is planning to take these outdated public perceptions of transport industry and align them with the reality but also influencing hopefully key decision makers in promoting positive change and hopefully that means less pressure, less yeah, accidents that happen in re- as a result of that. The annual Trucking Australia Conference is taking place, as I said, this week in Canberra and a highlight of that event is the Industry First Hackathon. That's aimed at bringing the benefits of digital disruption to the transport industry. So this hackathon's all about putting a challenge on the table and asking trucking and technology experts to brainstorm and solve some of these long-standing issues, including uh, fatigue and that's high on the agenda for this hackathon and the National Heavy Vehicle Regulators Voluntary Electronic Work Diary Scheme. That's something that's going to get up and off the ground. That's getting the green light. But Maguire, the chief executive, he said that building confidence around investing in technology is paramount as digitisation sweeps the the road transport industry and pretty much every industry, really. And the exciting thing about this hackathon is that who knows what is to come out of it. So hopefully some more great things. If there's any truckies listening on in, want to share their two cents it's 13 27 10 here in the studio otherwise you can always post or message to our central wheat belt and avon valley facebook pages verity for breakfast triple m triple m retro refuse with john we are celebrating the birthday of Tim Curry, who was born on this date, the 19th of April, back in 1946. So in light of that, we're going back to 1975, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's more of a cult film, I think, than iconic. I mean, <laughs> it's just one of, one of a kind, it truly is. It's basically two sweethearts, Brad and Janet, uh, stuck with a flat tire during a horrendous storm, and they discover an eerie mansion nearby, which is owned by... A character called Dr. Frankenfurter, a transvestite scientist of all people. As they go through the night and as their innocence is lost, Brad and Janet meet a household full of wild characters, including a rocking biker and an extremely creepy butler. <laughs> Hello. You've arrived on a rather special night. Tonight, my unconventional conventionalists. <laughs> really great rock songs. Frankenfurter unveils his latest creation, Rocky. And it was really sort of arcade and disjointed, which is probably the reason when it first screened in 75 that it actually flopped. Word got around what a different sort of film it was. People started going to it, and in fact, this movie is the longest screening film of all time. It's still going today. 
It was filmed entirely at Oakley Court in Windsor, which is now a hotel that you can stay at, and it's quite plush. But back when they filmed this, it had no, no heating or bathrooms at all, and apparently the, the, it was horrendous. And for those who love this film and have watched it a million times, you'll probably notice there's Easter eggs in the weirdest places, like on top of door frames or under Frankenfurter's chair. It's because they had an Easter egg hunt and they didn't find them all, so they <laughs> just left them where they were. So getting back to, once again, the, the cast that never was... Now, who do you think they, they wanted for Frankenfurt of Verity? None other Mick Jagger. Oh, he would have been great. Yeah, I know, because those lips at the start, if they used Mix, that would have been like the first 3D for, for the world to see in 1975. But as my granddaddy used to say, you just can't put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> and Vincent Price is going to be the criminologist. And Meatloaf reckons Elvis wanted to be Eddie the Biker, which I find hard to believe. Mm, okay. And Steve Martin auditioned for Brad, but they went with Barry Boswick. Now, as I said, this has been screening, um, mainly midnight screenings, and the people who turn up to it are full-on fans. They actually get in costume and in character. They actually do all the dance moves, they have all the makeup, the costumes on, and they really get into it. Apparently, back in the uh, early 80s in New York, one guy apparently was so bad that they demanded that he be ejected from the theatre, and that person was, would you believe, Tim Curry, which he told in an interview on VHS1 in England that later that year. It only had a budget of 1.4 million, but it, it, it actually grossed to date 140 million. So there's a nice profit margin for you. Oh, yeah, it's de- just a little. <laughs> just a little bit. So, and if by chance you're in Dresden, in Germany, and you go to a midnight screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, as part of your remittance, you'll be given a bag of props. Basically, this movie has a lot of audience participation in it. You have um, a bag of rice. Everyone throws that at Ralph and Betty's wedding. Water pistols to stimulate the rain and newspapers to cover your heads from the rain. You have, in the good old days, it was cigarette lighters, but now it's a torch for There's a Light, the song There's a Light. Rubber gloves for when Dr. Frankenfurter unveils Rocky. Toilet paper, which has to be Scotty's, for every time Brad yells, Great Scott. It's great, and everyone gets so much into it. I mean, people are just, they ad-lib lines, they sing, they dance in the aisles. It's just, just a heck of a lot of fun. They also have the instructions for how to dance to Let's Do the Time Walk. Very important instructions to have. It is. It's a really great film. It's fun, great music, great acting, and and... The choreographic dance moves are just amazing. A great bit of fun to watch and and remember and hopefully maybe it's sparked some of our our listeners in wanting to catch it if they haven't seen it before and if they have, we'll maybe give it another revisit, taking it out at the local video store. Thank you so much, John. And remember, Verity, it's just a jump to the left. (laughs) Verity for breakfast. Breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. The world according to Quinny. Up of the morning to you, Quinny. You're having some technical difficulties with the phones, but they're back uh, up and running. Uh, uh, yeah, Telstra and uh, Telstra not my favourite company at the moment. <laughs> I don't think it's they're anyone's. Having bad, oh, they're having a bad dramas at the moment. Apparently, I'm not the only one in the world having a few dramas with our phone line. But yeah, technology, we're supposed to be moving into a technology age, and we're struggling to work <laughs> at the moment. So yeah, if you have tried to call me at work or put it back through to me, you haven't got it. It's not my fault out there. It's someone else's. <laughs> seeing some people walking through the boulevard and getting out and about in the beautiful Avon Valley at this beautiful time of the year. It is a beautiful time of the year. And oh, this weekend we've got the RSL Trots on. On Sunday, the RSL Trot Day is happening, raising funds for the beautiful people at RSL Return Service League. Sort of accumulates and works in towards Anzac Day on Wednesday next week. Very also on Sunday is one of the first derbies in town, Railways and Federals, playing in the first derby. So there'll be something happening at 
Henry Street Oval. It'll be local a big one. Back, yeah, local footy. You have Macca back uh, today or tomorrow, I'm assuming, to chat, chat about the footy, so that's back on track. And if you are a railway supporter, tonight, actually, at the Country Club, they're having their jumper presentation, so uh, get down there from 7 o'clock onwards if you're a supporter of railways and support the local railways football club, so... They'll kick off their season. They've had a couple of buys, so they're looking forward to their first game of the year. Railways uh, Federals had a big win last weekend, so it'll be a great game of footy. Beautiful. And yeah. we also wanted to make a mention, the farewell to Molly Dixon and Jeff. They're heading on off to Europe to support Molly in her representation yeah. of Oz for floorball. Yeah, yeah. Molly, as we all know, made Australian under-19 floorball. So I'd say she leaves this Sunday, but I know the Dixon family are very overwhelmed with the support that's been shown to Molly through generous donations. They've even had people knocking on their door at home to donate some dollars to them and it's just been fantastic. So we wish Molly all the best. And our main man, Jeffrey, the number one policeman, people might not know, is soon to be off as well. He is. He's been granted a, or given a promotion to be an inspector. Yes. So it's a fantastic achievement by Jeff. So he's made a huge difference to the community and all of them. And I personally wish him all the best. He's been grateful. And we're still going to be around for a while, but uh, if you see him out there, Tell him uh, well done to wish him all the best out there anyway. That's it, Quinny. Look, thanks so much for a couple minutes of your time this morning. We'll check in with you next week. Good on you, Verity. Verity for breakfast. You might have seen some of the previews for the show while the Commonwealth Games were on and it premiered last night. This was in the birthday card you gave me. Breast enlargements. Why did you want me to get breast implants? I thought it may have been something that you were considering. Back with the X, premiered last night. Guys, what is this world coming to? There's reality TV and then there's just... I mean, it's all rubbish, isn't it? But did anyone actually watch it, watch it last night? I know it's featuring a bunch of couples and it tracks troubled ex-partners as they meet up and decide whether to give their relationship another shot or not. In particular, you would have heard the voices just then of Lauren and Eric, who split via text message, which isn't the best way to go about it, after six years of being together, and the trailer teases how he wants her back and asks viewers for their opinions. I'm asking for yours. Why on earth is this on our TV screens? No good. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Ah!